Welcome to Try This at Home with Leslie and Leslin, a podcast that offers you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating a better life. Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. We know it's a crazy time right now. Leslie and I wanted to take a step away from the discussion we had planned about connection to talk about what's going on in the world right now. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. Hi, Leslin. Hi. So this (laughs) is super unusual for us. Yes, for the first time we are recording this podcast and we are not looking at each other. (laughs) We're in different locations and I'm going to tell you it's not morning. I actually do have a glass of wine. (laughs) I actually already had a beer today. Good. Um, And yes, it's it's evening, which is also out of the ordinary for us. It is. And, um, you know, we, we have a tendency and I think most of our viewers probably make this assumption or, or our listeners that we record a few podcast sessions at a time and then we publish one every Wednesday and we yep. actually have a couple in the can. Yep. Yep. But crazy times call for crazy changes in plans. Yeah. It seemed kind of weird just to keep chugging along and not address this crazy virus pandemic that we're living with. So we wanted to kind of pause the stuff that we had in the can and step in for a minute and talk about life now. Wait, there's a pandemic? (laughs) (laughs) That's my little little effort at just kind of creating some levity because how many times in your life have you said, hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, none. No. And neither have you. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not twice your age, but no. I haven't started on yet, and I've never said that. And I mean, good golly, three weeks ago, well, two weeks, I guess it was two weeks ago, I was still in the office, probably three weeks ago. I was in the office, and um, somebody came in and sat down, and I had some hand sanitizer, and I would washed my hands with it. And I said, can I offer you somebody goes, yeah, right. For the, for the virus. And, yeah. uh, and I said, uh, yeah. And he, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he wasn't taking it seriously. And then within literally two weeks, the country shuts down. Our kids are home from school. Everybody's anxiety is escalating and life is freaking crazy. Yeah, my today marks uh, two full weeks that my children have not been in school, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, just, I mean, just that little piece alone is, it just completely upset the entire apple cart of what was our lives. I mean, having having three kids at home, but today I went to the grocery store and I remember like I was walking up and down some of the aisles and I remember thinking like, wow, I do not feel safe at my grocery store. Like this is weird. I mean, what, who, who thinks they're never going to feel unsafe in a grocery store? I mean, that is just nuts to me. Yeah, it is. You know, 
And that's interesting. I've given two webinars this week. I mean, frankly, I've taken my entire practice virtual, which I'm so very blessed that I can continue to do my work in the circumstances. And not only are there a lot of people who really need it, but, you know, I I have a setup that allows me to kind of have my iPad pad set back on a tripod and you know you'd see me sitting in in a nice comfortable chair it looks looks very much like my office except it's me in my living room in a (laughs) chair saying so how are you feeling today right but what I was going to say is is that I totally forgot what I was going to (laughs) say I'm talking about being safe in the grocery store Carrying on, life looking different. Okay, so so my office, my new office is my new norm. and But a lot of people aren't. I mean, a lot of people are not working from home. Well, my my business was mandated to shut down. I I have no print shop, no no planner business right now. Um, Right. And that's scary and weird. (laughs) And, you know, being connected with a small business community the way that I am and the way that most small business owners are is, I mean, it is a terrifying time. And I don't know, things have just drastically changed for me. I'm very, I feel very blessed in that my husband has a very stable job and his job is, you know, relatively unaffected by this. He's a professor. So he's just kind of like you moved things online which is great, but it just, yeah, life looks really different and really uncertain for a lot of people. And I think there's um, hopefully some, some help you can give everybody <laughs> with what they're going through now. Yeah. So I, I think I started to mention that I've given a couple of webinars this week and in both cases, the questions that were coming to me overwhelmingly were about how to manage the stress of uncertainty. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's bad enough when we have anxiety about what we know, but when we have anxiety that is unprecedented, then we we really are at a loss for having anything to draw from, right? Yeah. Well, and we, um, you know... That brings up a good point. I was just going to say is like, I've heard a lot of people say like, you know, um, in regards to school, you know, with, with the teachers, well, let the teachers leave it to the experts, they're the experts. And not that I, you know, obviously I have a ton of respect for teachers and, and everything that's going through, but they're not the experts in shutting school down for pandemics. This is not a normal thing. This is not something that people talk about. We talk about lockdown drills and fire drills, but not pandemics. And we, you know, I know that we've talked in previous podcasts about giving people grace and just realizing that everybody is doing the best that they can. And I, I don't know, I think that comes into play for me personally, because I, I can't imagine that anybody really knows what they're doing right now. Well, certainly so. And you know, that it's interesting. I had a couple, I uh, had an appointment last night with a couple that I've been working with for a while. and. When they first started seeing me, the relationship was pretty close to toxic. Um, yeah. Very, very, a, a lot of contempt and a lot of um, ugliness 
And they've worked really hard to turn that around. And they still argue and it still gets a little out of hand from time to time. But to be honest, where it used to be several times a day, now it's maybe once every seven or eight days. And I I said, so how are you guys doing? And they said, well, you know, we're probably having a fight every couple of days because, you know, we're both working from home and our five-year-old is here and <laughs> we don't get any relief. And I thought to myself, wow, what if this had happened a year and a half ago when they were in that really negative space, number one. Yeah. And number two, I thought, isn't it interesting? And I wanted them to just really give themselves some credit that in maybe the most stressful experience of their lives, they're able to hold it together enough so that they're only reactive once or twice a week. That's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy because my husband and I get along great 99% of the time and we're probably reactive more than that. Well, that's my point is that, you know, you you mentioned everybody needs some grace. I mean, I, I suggested to them, hey, wake up in the morning, look at each other and say, I love you. And I know that we're doing the best that we can and start your day like that. Right, right. Well, because that goes a long way. I mean, throw your hands up in the air and say, you know what, babe, I'm doing the best I can. Say to your kids, you know what, guys? I'm doing the best I can. Right. I am in uncharted waters. Yeah. And and that's and that's the truth. I I have had a lot of well, let me let me say this. I've heard people kind of with two extremes, and I'm interested to hear what you think about this. So I've heard people that are uh, like me, trying to be very productive and tackle things that, you know, we we don't normally, quote unquote, have time for. And uh, just really kind of see this for what it is, which is like awful, but simultaneously maybe a weird blessing. And then I've had people who, you know, completely kind of buck that and just say, no, you know, this is awful. I'm not doing anything. I'm, you know, it's, it's too stressful to be productive. And there's, there's kind of these two polar ends of it. And I'm just, I'm interested in what you've experienced, um, yourself and then with other people that you've talked to. Those are good questions. You know, I find myself being pretty productive. I mean, I have a fairly active life and I, and I always have something that I can do and I like being busy, but To be honest, after we talked about, I think you and I talked, if not on air, we talked in private last time we were together about Mm -hmm. that, about that Netflix show. Um, Yeah, Love is Blind. Love is Blind. (laughs) And so, you know, I I was looking (laughs) channels one day and I, and I caught it and I'm like, oh, this is the show last (laughs) we were talking about. And seven hours later, I was still watching that show. I don't know if I want to be held responsible. For that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, first of all, 
I love that stuff because it's a wonderful demonstration of psychological prowess, right? It's yeah. I'm always so intrigued about the about the the psyche that's involved there. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, I don't often allow myself to just while away that kind of time. And if yeah. I'm honest, I probably painted or crocheted while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. But um, I find that the challenge, especially maybe the first week, was that I would watch TV, I would watch the news or I would read the news and I'd find myself getting very, my stress level getting very elevated. And then I would go in the kitchen or I'd cook or I'd go down and paint or I'd do laundry or I'd do something productive. And I would fall back into that rhythm of the world is fine. And then I'd think about running out and getting something or ordering a pizza or, you know, something like, and I'd be, oh, the world is not fine. And then I'd go to see what I missed, you know? Yeah. Um, I was taking a snapshot of the world a meter every day to see what the progress was. Um, and then that became like, I, I could find that information if I wanted to look at it, I didn't have to force myself to look at it. And right. I noticed I've been recommending to everybody that they pay very close attention to what stress does physiologically to their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so that you can notice when enough is enough and step away or do something to come down from that. And by the way, I put the webinar that I did today on my This Is Leslin Facebook page. So people have access to that. If you want to know kind of what I have out there, I didn't record my first one, but the second one got recorded and it's on my Facebook page, which we can yeah, that's awesome. In the, in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm sorry, what was the second part of your question? Cause you asked me about me. You just, yeah. Well that, so that answers what you've been doing. What do you have? What have you heard from like your clients and friends, like everybody else? Like, what do you think that they're leaning towards more of like trying to be productive or just kind of like free right. vacation <laughs> in my right. house? I, I have to say I've heard both. Right. Yeah. For people who are cleaning out the garages and other people who can't get motivated at all. Right. A large majority of the people that I talk to are still working in some capacity, even if they're working from home. And right. so I probably hear more about the frustrations of having to work and manage kids and see all the things that they want to accomplish. Right. I mean, the yeah, downside okay. of working from home is that you walk through your house during you know, throughout the day and you're like, oh, I meant to run the vacuum cleaner or um, that that thing really needs fixed or I want a new lamp there or something, you know, so you're, you're yeah. you have those distractions. That's so the first thing we did um, when school got out, you know, two weeks ago from today, I guess on the Friday and we knew they weren't coming back. That Saturday, we maybe it was three weeks ago. I am I, time is not my friend lately. <laughs> Everything's running together, but um, so we did a lot of yard work that weekend, and then Monday, we my husband and I were both trying to like work while the kids were hanging around, and it became clear quickly that there just there was too many people on the main living floor of the home, 
And so what we did is we took some time to, we do not have a finished basement, but we kind of, I don't know, worked together for like six hours as a family and cleaned up our basement and put the kids down there and used some carpet remnants and brought some furniture down and set up a, you know, TV and PlayStation gaming area and tried to make the best of it. And I think that that is not unique to our situation. I think that the general problem there is that we weren't really anticipating having to have all of this going on in the middle of our house at the same time. Right. And so for us stopping, putting everything aside, coming up with a solution, which by the way, cost us nothing and we had to go nowhere, you know, and obviously we'll touch probably on the, the isolation later, but it's obviously so important not to go out as often as you can. But so, you know, taking the time to like better the situation for us. I mean, at the time when we did it, we thought that we would be doing this for like two or three weeks and it was worth a day's work to make the rest of the two or three weeks better. And right. now that it's going to be months and months and months. And the reality um, is that my kids probably are not going back to school this year. So I think, you know, that has been really, really helpful for us. And I would encourage people to kind of, you know, make a game of it almost. I mean, we were really proud of what we did with what we had. And certainly everybody can do that to some extent, rearranging things and just kind of thinking more functionally in your house is, yeah. is helpful. You know, I have I have a few things I'd like to say about that. So hold that thought and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Leslin. One of our goals this year is to grow the podcast audience and you can help. We would truly appreciate a share or a shout out if you found the ideas here helpful. Don't forget, you can always touch base with us personally on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, trythisathomepodcast.com. Okay, so, you know, I'm really glad that you brought up this idea of being creative because really what you're saying is that you had to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. And you did cre- find a creative solution to a problem that popped up. And that's another thing I've been talking a lot about is getting out of the groove that you've, that we've all been kind of riding in. You know, sometimes life, we've talked about the neural pathways and what's easy. Yeah. Life happens to the extent that we just get in our lane and cruise. And that's forcing all of us off road, right? I've also been telling everybody, make sure that you create some space or find a way to spend some alone time. Um, And that goes for your kids too. They are not used to having you in their face from (laughs) 8 o'clock in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday we experienced that a little bit. My husband was... um, well, we'll just say it was very clear that he needed some alone time. <laughs> so I <laughs> loaded up the kids in the car and we drove around through the Amish countryside, which we were fortunate to live near. And we did that and we listened to, you know, some music in the car. And then we went to, I, I did take them through the Wendy's drive through to get a Frosty so that they were quiet a little longer 
And then I took them to my empty office space and we hung out there and I made them little notebooks. And it was about four hours and it was, you know, honestly not the easiest because my go-to would have been just to take them to Target. (laughs) But, um, you know, I think that it was what was needed to help my husband in the time. And hopefully I will uh, be the recipient of a similar time soon, but it, yeah, it's, you know, it's evident when it needs to happen. And I'll be honest, sometimes, I mean, I might've, you know, very pissily, if that's a word, uh, loaded the kids in the car <laughs> uh, for that alone time. But you know what? It is what it is. And again, this is like totally new to all of us. And we got through it. I mean, you know, the kids were whining. They wanted to go home and play on Xbox, but they'll survive. And I think that's a good attitude. I mean, it, you know, we're going to get pissy with each other. To be honest, we have to, aside from the fact that we're all doing the best we can, the other thing that we need to understand is that underneath our persona, the thing that we're showing to everybody is a little bit of fear. You know, yeah. not a fear of getting sick. It's a fear of how long this is going to last. It's a fear of the economy. It's a fear of the other people that you love. It's the fear of the future. You know, if things kind of go back to normal, people are talking about a resurgence. So there's fear settling under the surface with almost everybody. Yeah. And, and grief too. I've, I've read a lot recently about, you know, people are really grieving for, lost vacations and lost plans and that it's it's not silly to grieve over stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of people who I mean, so many kids are missing their college graduation or their high school graduation or their senior prom. Those are huge monumental milestones in people's lives and they're missing them and that is hard. Yeah, and I want to talk about that for a minute too. I'm so glad you brought that up because I had a question in the webinar today about grief. And David Kessler, who's a leading expert, wrote an article recently that I think circulated pretty far. And not only, I mean, some people who have just lost a loved one may say, you don't, you know, that's ridiculous to where this is a you know, the loss of your vacation as a grief experience is compared to the loss of my grandmother. That's ridiculous. You know, and and I can see some real energy coming up from that. But the same way that somebody comes into me and is devastated because they have to move out of their, the home where they raise their family to downsize is just as much of a grief as the person whose whose husband just passed away. I mean, grief is experiencing a loss and we don't sit down to really quantify whose grief is bigger or what experience manifests a large grief, right? And I would I would view grief as a continuum. It's it's not it's all grief. It's all the same feeling. But I don't think anyone who is sad over missing vacation would try to equate that with the loss of a loved one. It's it's just different. It's the same feeling, but it's just different intensities. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, different intensities for sure. I just wanted to make sure that I was trying. What I'm trying to say is that 
go ahead and allow yourself to have a little bit of a grief reaction, but then put it in perspective to how bad it could be. Right. Because that, that's a very real possibility. I mean, as we're recording this, the area where we live in, all signs point to the fact that we will not even see the peak of this for another month. Right. So the hard truth is that this is probably still pretty good right now. And getting a kind of getting a grip or getting a hold of what this is now, I think is only going to help when things get worse because the true hard reality is that they probably will get worse. Well, and you know, everybody says that. And in fact, yesterday, the U.S. had 268 deaths. And right. so far today, and it's only almost seven o'clock on the West Coast, there are almost 400 deaths Yeah, uh, in the U.S. And that's just the U.S. Italy today saw 920 in one day. Right, right. And that's so tragic and it's so heartbreaking. And I don't get to go to Belgium next month. I was going to go to Belgium to see my grandson. I don't get to do that. And my disappointed, yes, disappointment is real. But I certainly am not going to put that in the same context as someone who has lost a loved one. Right. Even though it's a grief. And having said that, there are, you know, I work with a lot of teenagers who are saying, well, I guess I don't get my graduation. Right. You know, and will it still be two months from now in a in an advisable to have a gathering of more than ten people or two? Like I think now, <laughs> now it's yeah. More than two. Um, I saw online that a bunch of police cadets graduated today, and they were seated six feet apart. And nobody was there. My sister in law is going to be delivering a baby by C section in May, and has been told that no one can be in the delivery room with her. Right. Not, yeah, not her husband. Nobody. No support. No and that's her first baby. You know, and she had yeah. already had to cancel her baby shower. And that is a loss. It, yeah. It is. And we can honor it, but then we have to remember to put that in perspective. And I, I think we would do well to um, think back in history when really tough things like this have happened and it might not have been a pandemic, but you know, a depression or a war or something like that. And I think that the beauty of those things in hindsight is that people have been very resilient and they've learned things and there's been a lot of good things to come out of it on the other side. And I, I think that so what were you going to, you were saying recently? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of really good things I think that come out of this. I think personally already in the, you know, the three weeks, my husband and I have scrutinized our budget. We've really, you know, decided what things are important and what things aren't. I've been cooking more healthy meals at home. I've been eating leftovers. I've been conscious more about like, maybe I should garden, maybe I should do this, you know, and, and those are a lot of things like I, I, I know there's a generation who used to mend their socks, you know, when there were holes and things, they mended their socks. Like, I think that is a good 
trait. And I, I hope that this doesn't drag on. Of course, I hope it doesn't drag on because people are dying. But I hope that what does come out of this is that my kids, you know, maybe value family time more and they remember all the fun things that we did. We just took a two and a half mile walk this morning to get rocks at the creek so we could paint pet rocks. Like all of that fun stuff, I hope they remember. And I hope there's some part of them that changes for the better because of this. I think that's such a valuable point. And it, it's not lost on me that last week we talked about social media and connection. Yeah. <laughs> and where we are this week, we were going to, or we talked about social media and the absence of connection, right? And then this week we were really going to zero in on connection, the human need to connect. And I had somebody ask me, you know, why is this happening? That old existential question, why? Right. And of course, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, if you read the Bible stories, it talks about the plague and the locusts. And, right. And is this, you know, we don't know what this is going to be, but I, I do find it fascinating to think that at a time when our, our culture, maybe the world or humanity at large, was so disconnected that there's this worldwide situation that really brings out the best in us and forces us to connect in ways that many of us thought we had lost. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's going to be a very long time before I take for granted hugging a friend or shaking someone's hand out in public. I mean, I, I took that for granted. I think most of us do. (laughs) And I think it was all very much brought to the forefront of everyone's mind, how special and sacred that is. And, uh, you know, one of, one of the other things that, and, and this doesn't necessarily have to do with connection, but more to your point of like, why is this happening? I'm sure that you have seen the news stories where there's been all of this, um, this stuff about how the earth seems to be healing itself, um, pollution and, and waters are clearing and emissions are going down and the earth is really, you know, is really just healing itself there. It's happening. And I mean, you know, there's a whole bunch of people who didn't believe in climate change, even though it was staring us right in the face. And now we see that, you know, waters are clearing in Italy and and all of this stuff. And it's, isn't that interesting? I mean, maybe the earth just needed needed a break. I don't know. (laughs) Well, and you know, that kind of, um, it is fascinating. And it allows me to think that our next episode really needs to be a focus on all of the good things that can or have come out of this really negative experience. Yeah. So I think next week we'll bring you just some stories and some discussion about those things. And if you see something in the news that you think you want to hear us talk about or you think we should investigate, please let us know. That sounds great. I really like focusing on the good. It helps my anxiety during times like this. So love it. Yes. Awesome. Which is, uh, if you go to the, to the webinar that I did and that's on 
this is Leslin on Facebook. I give you several very clear steps about how to manage stress and anxiety in times of uncertainty. So I didn't want to just duplicate that here when it was available. Yeah. I, I hope that we talked a little bit about the stuff that's bothering you, and especially when it comes to giving one another grace and knowing that we are doing the best that we can in this moment based on what we know, because none of us know shit. <laughs> that's right. If anybody tells you they know what to do during a pandemic, I would be very skeptical. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I mean, this could be a whole nother episode about the crazy um, political cockles, but um, the truth is nobody knows. And we're all just kind of building the game as we go along. And that's, it's no more apparent than with our government currently, but at home, give each other grace. Take yeah. space yeah. by yourself. Give space by yourself. By the way, I wanted to mention, I don't know where I saw it. And it, if you can't find it, build your own. But I thought it was really great to do a drive around scavenger hunt with your kids. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, just making a list, like, can you find a cow or a house with black shutters or a red door, something along those lines. And if you live in the city, it needs to be a little different. Hopefully there won't be a cow on your list, yeah. but we can get creative. Our conversation about big magic a couple of weeks ago is a great conversation to listen to because we talk about creativity and being able to think outside the box. Yes. So we hope that everybody stays strong. Stays home. Stays, stays home. home. Yeah, stay home uh, to the extent that you can. If you are a healthcare provider or a service provider that's helping all of us that, that stay home, my heartfelt thank you is being delivered here. I am so grateful for everything that you're doing from delivering groceries to the mail and uh, all of the packages that I'm ordering from Amazon. <laughs> so, yeah. And let you stay safe too. Thanks. You as well. I will. And we will come back next week talking about some good things to help you get through this time. For now, this is Leslie and Leslin, hoping you will try that at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.